0: This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. Today, sex is on the menu. That's right. We have that sex chick, Alexa Martinez on. And listen, don't be put off. Do not be triggered or put off. Okay, you might be triggered a little bit, but that's okay. She is compassionate, understanding. It is an accessible conversation that will inspire you. It will make you understand that this is a practice just like everything else. And when I say you, I mean me just as well cuz I had some work I have had <laughs> I have some work to do around this. A lot of work actually. And so that's what we're going to get into today with Alexa and I I I loved every second of this conversation. So I'm so stoked to share it with you today. Remember we're here to uh, get a little bit uncomfortable and in doing so make changes to become our best selves, right? To become our higher selves and to uh, live life so fully and so beautifully. That's what it's all about, making it rock. So let's get to today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is licensed professional therapy done securely online. And yes, I am doing it. So I am speaking from experience with my own personal reviews. I'm a fan. It is helping me, as I mentioned in this episode today, a breakthrough that I had about my own patterns in relationships. Uh, Crazy. And it's also helping me break out of my, uh, I have to do this mold and my sort of life coaching mentality into a more feeling mentality. And that is such a beautiful thing. So if you're wondering about therapy, this is a great option. And it's more affordable than traditional therapy. That's right. And they have financial aid if you need it, which is so cool. You can tell them like how much you make and they will tailor the price to help you. Plus we have a discount for listeners of this show. So rad. They have a broad range of expertise, like everything that you could possibly think of. And you can switch therapists if you don't connect with that person. If it doesn't feel right, they don't care. They are committed to great therapeutic matches, which is so Cool. So visit their website, betterhelp.com. You can go to the betterhelp.com slash reviews page and you can read all the reviews. There's brand new ones every day. If mine's not enough for you, go check them out. There's so many. And they're all singing the praises of BetterHelp because they are helping more than 1 million people worldwide, worldwide who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So simply go to betterhelp.com AES for Amy Edwards' show, and you can get 10% off of your first month. Remember, that's licensed professional therapy done securely online. It's betterhelp.com slash AES. Hello. Did you hear the flick of my lighter? Lighting some Palo Santo. We've got screens in here. So sometimes I you know, forget to just completely revert to radio mode for those of you that are just listening. Of course, you can always watch on YouTube. Please throw me a subscribe on YouTube. Trying to build that up um, through Hot Pie here. So, yeah, it's at the Amy Edwards Show. Um, and, you know, just I forgot to say up top to like rate review follow, subscribe, all those good things. They're helping so much. And of course, write to us. You can reach me anytime. You can respond to my newsletter or you can write to me, Amy, at amyedwards.com. All right, so my intention today is just to share from my heart. And I think that was Alexa's too. It is so good. She is so real and just somebody who's doing the work herself. And I love that. I think I love that because that's how I roll, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you I have everything figured out. I'm sure if you've listened to this show for any stretch, for even one episode, you have gathered that. I'm almost 50 years old and I do not have it all figured out, but I believe in getting there and getting uncomfortable. That's what we're going to do today for sure. We have some really good sex stuff going on on this show. And I I think I'm just being pushed to open up in that way a lot. And so, you know, maybe you are too. Maybe it's not even about me. Maybe it's about you. Mm. Maybe that's why you're here. So keep an open mind today because we're going into it. I wanted to say also thank you again for everybody that's reached out to me over these last few weeks with all that's been going on with Justin and rehab and my relationship and just me navigating refinding myself, reshining myself, all of that stuff. So thank you. It's still a work in progress as I sit here today. I didn't particularly have a great day today. I what did that look like? you ask. Well, it looked like, um, you know, my eating's been off and I just gave myself grace and space about it. You know, the motto, grace and space. And so, yeah, so um, I know that this is airing toward the end of the year and I am excited to enter the new year with an allowing of giving myself grace in every way. I think that's been a huge lesson through all of this. We don't have to always extreme self-care the shit out of stuff. We don't have to always check all the boxes and, you know, tackle everything. We can just give ourselves some space, some grace. Just let it be a bit. All right, so I am very excited about today's episode with Alexa Martinez, that aka that sex chick. If you don't follow her, please do. She's very Open, vulnerable, relatable, and she has been a sex coach for about five years. So she knows her shit and she is experienced with couples, with singles, with building truly fulfilling relationships, which she sees as her life's purpose. She's been shown that time and again, as she shares in today's episode. I, I think I knew this was coming up. And so I was a little nervous and triggered around it too, because sometimes sex does that to me. A lot of the time I have to push myself to really be open about it because it's, way outside my comfort zone. I'm naturally, uh, kind of a reserved and shy person when it comes to sex. Like I never make the first move. I get really nervous. Um, and so I think people are continually surprised that I'm like that, but I am, I seem like I'd be the confident woman who would like go for it or whatever, but I'm not, I'm like, Oh my God, that makes me nervous. Like, why, what am I nervous about? I think that, you know, I'll do something stupid or say something stupid or be embarrassed in some way. I think that's, I think that's pretty much what it boils down to probably. And, um, I think there's a performative aspect of that, that, um, probably I have worked to do around not probably that i do have work to do around however that said in both my marriages okay well full disclosure i was unfaithful in both my marriages not extended unfaithful but i had moments right and i think that that i think in hindsight it was related to my own worthiness and needing to feel validated, needing to feel beautiful, needing to feel wanted, and like not being able to fill that hole like there was not enough, right until I did the work on myself, just merely a few years ago, <clears throat> so or maybe even last year, a year before that so um so there's that. I do want to say that just in the interest of being fully honest, but I did ask for like real intimacy and sexual openness in my marriages. And I felt like I just didn't get it. And I think that is detrimental. So if you have a partner who is asking for that, I want to encourage you to get over the shyness and allow it. And this conversation with Alexa will help that today. And if you're the one asking for it, I asked her today what to do if you have an unwilling partner, And she said it takes conversation after conversation, and she elaborates on that, so I encourage you to to listen today. It's just disappointing though, when you look back and you think, "Why can't I seem to get that?" And I think that's what. I really truly desire that. When you see it with other people, that deep intimacy, that honesty, that coming together in spirit, you can you can envy that, you know? Like that's amazing. And yes, it takes work. I get that. So if you don't have it, or maybe you're single. That's okay too. We talked today too about how to cultivate that in yourself and how to get in touch with what you really want. And I believe that once you get in touch with it, it begins to naturally flow to call in what you truly want. So we do talk today though about all the options of what you really want. And Alexa offers a free. PDF, I think it's a PDF, a free download on her website called Want, Will, Won't. And that means it's a 300 question thing where you can really go deep and have to Google some stuff (laughs) to see sexually what you truly desire. And sometimes it's just about getting in touch with what we truly desire. And as we start a new year, do you know what you truly desire? I'm having to look at that too. I mean, I know in a general sense, I desire a very honest relationship and really open about all things sexual. Like, even though I have trouble opening that up, I would like a partner to do that with and to have that with that they bring that to. My first marriage, my husband was, um, raised catholic and actually alexa talks about going to catholic school too and they they fucking shame and guilt that shit right out of you and i don't think he could make the leap in fact i know he couldn't he couldn't make the leap to really be open about that even when i asked i was like when do you when do you masturbate we don't use that term anymore as we talk about today but i asked him that and he he got offended and wouldn't answer me and stuff and i i remember at that moment thinking uh-oh This is, this is not good, you know? And I mean, I probably should have pursued it and kept the conversation going and like really like gently, compassionately asked and tried to talk about it, but I didn't. I don't think my communication skills were that good. And also sometimes it gets tiring to be the only one showing up and leading that charge. I understand that. Sometimes we have to be though. Which Alexa talks about today, having a partner that maybe isn't as experienced or, you know, doesn't um, know what you like and you have to teach them. So how does that hit you? You know. So anyway, cut to my second marriage. He was much more open sexually and I liked that, but as time wore on, he got lazy about it, and you have to work to keep that spark alive, or someone is going to feel dead, and I felt dead. I don't. I can't speak for him. I don't know how he felt, but, um, you know, it became years of me feeling like I was wasting away. I felt like I was starving and I told him that and he got very offended. You know, you just have to approach it with that ability to not take things personally, but to listen. Maybe that's what it boils down to. Not taking it personally. Because now here I am in this relationship, and we have a whole new foundation to build around trust. can we i I honestly don't know, <laughs> but uh you know I'll tell you <laughs> I definitely will, so I'm gonna work on getting in touch with what I truly desire. And by the time this comes out, I am going to have done that three hundred question worksheet, and I am going to. Share it with you guys, or at least talk about it on social media. So be sure and follow me at Real Amy Edwards on Instagram or The Amy Edwards Show on Facebook, and I will let you know exactly how that shakes out, which I'm so curious about. So Alexa is a full badass coach. I mean, she has. They have a really cool page on their website that says Meet the Team, and I love the way it's structured because. It's it's just cute because it has like about me, my bio, and then favorite sex toy, areas of expertise. So she um, <clears throat> is a breathwork facilitator. She does sound healing, trauma, and somatics, and she is a sex coach with the areas of expertise included: kink, BDSM, dating, couples, sensuality, emotional healing, women's coaching, business mentorship for sex coaches, and uh, she believes that love is a verb and that we are in progress. And we are always learning. We are practically verbs. I'm not putting words in her mouth, but that is what I'm saying. And her her brand new husband, she just got married. So she's exploring a whole new way of being in her relationship. Her husband, Jordan Bowditch, is the CFO and head men's coach also of sex and love of that sex chick's business and sex coaching. So I encourage you to check them out. Of course, it's thatsexchick.com and you can find her everywhere uh under that sex chick, which is Instagram, whatever else, wherever else you want to look her up on Facebook. What am I forgetting? Uh Twitter. Yeah. So anyway, highly, highly recommended to go follow her because you will get triggered. You will find inspiration. It will make you think. And one of the most important things that she says is how integral sex development is to our personal development, which is one of the first questions that I ask today. And she has an incredible answer. So just dip your toe in with me. And pretty soon you're off and running. You're going to love this conversation. And thank you, Alexa, for the way that you showed up today. How kind you were to me. She was kind. She was empathetic when I shared my heart and my own journey and what comes up for me. And she shared her own journey and what comes up for her. She's such a badass. I'm so happy. This was the first time that we had met. And I'm just so happy to connect with this incredible person who is doing a lot to uplevel the world. And I mean that for sure. So I'm so excited to share this conversation. Stick around till the end. We'll have an affirmation and a little wrap up. So right now let's get to it with Alexa Martinez, that sex chick. Hey, first off, Alexa, congratulations. You're newly m- new you married. Mm-hmm. You're a new oh. wife. And you have a new husband. Well, I mean, y'all mm-hmm. been together a while, but how long have y'all been
1: together? We've been together since February 2017. So going on five 17? years. Wow. Oh, 2018. It would have to be 2018 because we're coming on four years. Okay then that's I just right. can't do simple math. Sex, I can do all the <laughs> sex conversation. Simple math, not does, a chance. <laughs> does sex ever involve math? <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to use the Pythagorean theorem. You <laughs> know. There's got to be yeah. angles in there, I'm sure, somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we spent all that time learning that math, but we didn't spend any time really learning sex. And now as adults, generally speaking, we don't, we're not using that math And there's like a whole wide open space of like, what the hell happened in this sex part? (laughs) Absolutely. We don't get educated on these things that
0: really affect our everyday life, like sex, like finances, like really the stuff that we're using all the time. Or maybe some people aren't using it all the time, especially sex, you know? And I was really um, taken with one sentence that I wanted to ask you about to start us off that you had in your one of your Instagram posts that wasn't too long ago. And you said sexual development is personal development. And I think just starting there for me personally, and I suspect for my listeners is a really good place to start because I feel like this is a huge trend right now in the in the conversation that we're having. And I'm seeing it on social media. I'm seeing it everywhere. And it's about tapping into your sexuality, but, um, it's confusing why that is personal development. So I am really, really interested to learn that from you.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank you. Um, I say that definitively as if it is like a, just the statement of all statements, because it is a statement of all statements for myself. And, you know, this kind of ties into a little bit of my backstory. I got to a place in life that I would say a lot of people are familiar with at least a time or two or a few in life where it's a version of rock bottom. And then like, if I could be at rock bottom and then life kind of just like rolled me around the gravel for a little bit, you know, while I was down there and then face to face with something's got to change. And, you know, my unique circumstances are are different to other people's, but I'm sure that they can, they can resonate with like being at that place of like, something's got to give, something must change. And then finally the time of like, oh, personal responsibility and personal responsibility and taking action uh, on creating the life that I wanted, which was not what my reality was at that time it was definitely not the life that I wanted. And, but you know, from the outside looking in, it looked really great. It looked like a fairy tale. Looked pretty perfect traveling the world. I was an art director on cruise ships. I was visiting, um, by the end of my career, when I was living on cruise ships, I visited 79 countries. It looked like I was having a time. Um, but I was feeling all sorts of things. A, a relationship had ended. I lost myself completely. I'd gained a bunch of weight. Um, I was turning to alcohol to cope. I was dealing with anxiety, um, occasionally depression, and it was just a really, really difficult situation. And I got to a place where I actually got terminated. One of my contracts got terminated because I was breathalyzed on a ship. And just like like when you're driving a car, it's the same limit. Even though there's a crew bar on every vessel and the beers and the drinks are like a dollar, you can still two drink maximum in your system because each person on each crew member on a cruise ship has a safety role and safety situations happen at any given time. Doesn't matter if it's when you're off. And so I uh, had a situation where that led to me being terminated from a cruise line and I had to go home. And it was this like big old scenario. And I was face to face with like, you got to get your shit together, girl. And um, found my way to health and nutrition and some mindset work. I mean, at that time I was in luxury sales. So I understood how to i understood the power of language i understood how to sell and and i'm going to use the word without without really a charge behind it manipulation of sorts or coercion of sorts of like how to it shift energy and use my language and make sales and work a room and so i had started with some development mainly with sales um but then you know got to this place where like life was just You know, money didn't matter. All these things didn't matter. I had it all, and it was just not working for me. So, uh, wound up founding my finding my way to personal development. Very basic. I read The Power of Now. I I started. I got into Mind Valley events, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with. The Mind Valley companies. I went to a couple of AFES. I I changed so much about myself when i found personal development i like woke up you know the moment of like holy shit everything i ever knew like i it definitely feels like i understand the terms i was asleep but now i'm awake it's like i was just operating just however the the operating system was playing out without really having any conscious intention around it all that much and then find my way to personal development and i'm like oh mindset oh ego oh treat my body like a temple like i find all these things and i'm feeling myself and i lost a bunch of weight and i got rehired on a new line and i was like you know looking really good and my the people who were my bosses at the time were like oh she looks so good she's doing great i was on the up again and then i i joined a new contract and the idea of relationship really freaked me out and in a way i like i was building this confidence and i was like oh well, i'm just going to be confident. Right. And then this guy would come into the, into the room and I like turn into a 14 year old girl again. And like, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to do with my hands. And I like, I could feel sexual energy or sexual attraction. I could see that it was like the look that he gave me was like looking right through me and like into my soul. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. So it's this person who's like really feeling herself, but in any kind of sexual charge, I didn't know what to do. And that was it, it. I had enough awareness around blocks of sorts, like where walls were starting to come up. Like, oh, I, I, I instead of panicking and not fully knowing what to do and just retreating and not doing anything, I got curious about it. Why, when sexual energy is present, do I not know what to do and do I not know how to be this this beautiful person that I am, that I always was inside, that I'm continuing to figure out? How do I not have access to her? And, and so fortunately this person that I'm speaking about is a real person in my story. And we actually did wind up getting together and having a beautiful, very quick relationship because living on ships is very fleeting relationships. And he introduced me to all kinds of things. He was the first person to introduce me to to consensual non-monogamy. I had never heard the word polyamory before. He gave me my next personal development book, Sex at Dawn. And so when I read it, I was just like, everything I've ever known is a lie. There's, you know, it was one of those, it was like a next wave. And it was like a, Oh, I can, so many people all over the world are doing every piece of life in a different way than I understood was the only way that I could do it. And I got curious again. So then I read the ethical slut and um, opening up and all of that. So I'm like very curious about monogamy and like how inter- humans interact. Because at that point i was like, you just get into a relationship and it's serial monogamous, you know, like you just get into one and you like bear down and this is it. The next person I dated after that, or I started, um, an, uh, I started a relationship with introduced me to kink and introduced me to BDSM. Only I didn't know that's what it was at the time. And that showed me more about myself than any other element of personal development had shown me up to that point. I, I entered this relationship and I guess I was really open and and of course, I didn't consciously know I was calling it in, but I was open to and curious about unique sexual experiences and what this could teach me about myself. And so wound up this relationship with this person. And I mean, this person in this kind of scenario showed me things about my body that there's no other way that I would have figured out. Like things what? Things about my body things that like my turn on that I could squirt that I liked being in some ways spoken to in in a in a version of degradation that I really enjoy the heat of humiliation that I really um I really I didn't fully understand my the sub inside like I I didn't none of that was accessible I didn't have any language for any of that and so I thought I'm I'm a badass I went to college and now I have this job and now I I run my business or like I run the team on this ship and I make this money, I do this travel. I like have this like uh, too hot to trot lady boss kind of vibe. Uh, and, but then I got into this relationship with this person and as soon as he said, get on your knees. And I'm like, I just immediately, because because of all of the the scenario around was conducive to me going, oh, I can surrender. I was just, all of these concepts, like it's just, it was the like a little incubator timeframe in my journey that was just like mind blown after mind blown after mind blown in the realms of sex and relationships and relating that when that relationship then came to like a close, it was like a life can never be the same. Like I can't unknow what I know now about so much of this. And I continued the curiosity. So when I went into like that container of that incubator time, That's when it really hits that this is teaching me more about who I am deep down. It's not just who I want to be. It's like who I am to my core. Because so much of what's made me me up to that point, you know, I, I could look at it and think, oh, I'm gonna ignore that. That wasn't that great. You know, grew up without a father, grew up in small town with Catholic influences, single mom, military, all of that. Like a lot of that, I'm like, oh, let's, I'm just not gonna. I'm not going to carry that into the future. Like, like, I, like I had a choice or something. And in a really interesting way, sex showed me how much of a role some of those things played. And in a really interesting ways, sex provided me opportunities for reclamation and healing on like, ways I, I just could not have understood. So to me, sexual development is by far the most powerful personal development that I've experienced. Well, I
0: like that you mentioned a specific right there, because I'm interested in like specifically what did it teach you and how, um, you know, how does it relate to what you've really discovered about yourself? That's what I'm curious about. So, you know, what you just said about this reclamation really interests me.
1: Mm-hmm. So I grew up without uh, a father, left the scene when I was three and my upbringing was very like I grew up with my parents. I spent a lot of time alone. My mom was in the military. She's retired now from the military. And spending that time alone, seeing, you know, grandparents married for 50 years by the time they, you know, my grandfather passed away. My mom married five times. So even though my father exited the scene, I, there was still like a revolving door, wow. basically. Like she, she, and what's interesting, I've actually had her on my show. And I've asked her about this because this at one point really, I think felt very shameful to her. Um, but she, now it's, she found the love of her life at 50 and that's her longest relationship. And she's like, I think 65 now, 66. So, you know, like that's her, the the biggest love of her life. She found at 50, which I, I have mad respect for and they're perfect for each other. But like growing up, it was like, mom, get your shit together. Like what is happening here? Um, but I, I, the way that I, considered men was you leave. So I'm going to leave before you do because you're not trustworthy. I can't trust you. You're not loyal. You're not going to stay. And so I developed a lot of this like wall. Um, And I also didn't get the dad, like the daddy experience. Like I didn't get to be a little girl to a dad. And, and, And I almost get emotional. It's still no matter how much work I do around it. I, I definitely feel feels and like I consider my husband now, which is still so strange to say, <laughs> because I have had a husband for a whole month. <laughs> but um, I, watching him become a father is going to be the first time that I experience what a, a dad to a child is. That's the first time I'm going to get to experience is watching him. And it definitely gets me like emotional to consider like. I'm in a place where that feels good, but I did have some moments when I was originally coming to terms, like I had to come to terms with that. So now reclamation. I, I realize that in some situations, and of course I bring some elements in, of this into the relationship that I have with Jordan now, but in that, in that pivotal time, like that very formative, like aha uh-huh time that I was originally talking about, the person that introduced me to DS would speak to me in a way like i was childlike not as i am you know i'm not role playing a child but he would speak to me in a very authoritative way that i would say is similar to how a father figure would speak to maybe a little girl or his daughter and it was the first time that i had experienced that in that way and the safety that i felt the the calm the surrender that i can trust you was just it was just inherent, like it just arrived. It wasn't like I had to work on it or work for it in those instances. It he was just a master at creating um, the experience. And I'm also really fortunate that my entry into like BS, which for those that may not know that is dominance and submission. I was very lucky that I I uh, the naive young woman that I was met with someone who knew what he was doing, was very well practiced and uh, was kind and authentic and awesome. Awesome human. Still have a relationship with him and love him dearly like he showed me things like this like that I'm talking about I could have never and he inspired me in a lot of ways to like have the business that I have now. The the two people that I referenced in the story so showed me daddy dom little girl as a concept first I was curious about it and then I went into learning more. So into future partners, I get to to express that in my day-to-day, I very much have an alpha type quality to me. And when it comes to sexual scene or sex, some, not all of my sexual experiences, I like to be treated like, and it's weird to say it even still, like I like to be treated as though I'm a little girl. So like Jordan now might run a bath for me and like put me in there and maybe I'm, I get out and he says, and he tells me what to do, go get in the bathtub. And then, maybe stand up, he dries me off, he brushes my hair, he chooses the clothes, and like is like sweet with me, and because I didn't get that, and that nowhere in that what I just described was their sex, but it's with my sexual pr- partner, and it's that closeness and that intimacy, so I find a reclamation of sorts, like I didn't get that as a kid, but I can give it to the little girl that's inside of me now, and uh you know, this is like five years past. No, no, no. It was like seven or eight years since. I can't believe it's been that long. I reflect on it and I'm like, wow, how impactful was this? And I try and I tell this person that I had, or these two people that introduced me to all of this, I tell them all the time, like you have no idea how your role in my life has impacted everything. That's just a little example. It is a good example because it also, for me,
0: brings up a deeper um, facet of it, which is trust. I think, you know, like, could you do that with him, even in that situation that is with your sexual partner, but your, your intimate partner more than sexual, probably, you know, um, if there wasn't just a foundation of trust, like what is you guys's foundation of trust? Like,
1: are you talking about Jordan and I? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, It's definitely something that we have nurtured. How? And and, um, the how is when we started our relationship, we knew that we were looking for long-term partnership, but we we definitely weren't like, I'm looking for a long-term partnership and I think it's going to be you. So let's go. You know, we, in our first date, it was like, I'm open to this. And it's like, oh, you're open to this as well. And maybe you're, maybe it's going to be you. Let's treat it as if it's going to be you and see where we go and where it's worked because we're married now, um, at first I had an awareness of like, I'm going to consciously create this union. And he thought it too. And it took, you know, a couple of months to a few months before some of the other patterns that I told myself, I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have that in that relationship that it just started happening. <laughs> and then for him as well. And um, something that I, that I think that him and I will be consistently unraveling for me is, is trust and surrender to my male counterpart. Um, So we have regular conversations about it. And at the, at the beginning of it still, and at the beginning of our relationship, it's like, how are you and checking in? Where are you with this? How does this feel? How do you feel in our relationship? Um, And when we first got together, I had all this information of what, kink and what it led me to and how I felt about it. And he's like the most sunshiny, California ray of sunshine, vanilla guy. And I knew when we got together, I was like, Oh, am I prepared to be in a teacher role? Because that's very challenging. Like I want to surrender to you, but I have to teach you what to do and all of that. So that's been a mind in and of itself. Um, how we've worked all this out is consistently having mentors Oh, I'm glad you brought people- that up
0: because I was wondering, you know, like here, you know, the average person doesn't stumble into
1: someone that's going to teach them everything that they can trust, you know. Yeah, that's been really important is to have people who can who can take, you know, because even though I, I do this work and I communicate about it a lot, for me and my and within my relationship brings its own level of vulnerability and sometimes a miss in communication. So having people who I could share with that could then translate it in a way that he could really grasp it and understand it. Because the first time I described DDLG daddy, down little girl to Jordan, he like mildly panicked. He's like, I don't think I can give you what you want. Like that freaks me out. And now we've, he's realized that all of the sexual things that I've brought to the table. um, And now he's bringing them as well because he's inspired and curious now, because at first I wouldn't say that he was necessarily inspired or curious about it. Um, He would have said, "Yeah, cool, sex. Yeah, of course, I like sex." (laughs) You know, it's it's different now. We we leverage it as relationship and personal development, which is like a totally different way to look at it. I'd say. Um, So, at at first, like I'd bring some of these things up to him, and he couldn't really wrap his head around it. So, it's taken time and a lot of work and a lot of patience. We do something called a relationship board meeting, and that's our our check-ins weekly. That's like taking stock. Of what? How did we do last week in relationship? What was our sex like? What was our intimacy like? How connected do we feel on a scale of one to ten? Uh, where am I at in my cycle? What's the weather for the week ahead? <laughs> like we literally talk about all this stuff, um, so we can get on the same page. And I and a part of those a lot of times are: Are you harboring any resentments? So like we have we create these opportunities to consistently offload. And, uh, alchemize or diffuse or whatever so that we can, you know, move into each week by week. We're not perfect at it. No, like it's crunchy as fuck a lot of times. Um, but I, I think that because we continue to show up like that, I continue to surrender, but you know, I have patterns, traumas and triggers and things. And he does as well. And we have a relationship coach, even though we are relationship and sex coaches. So, and, and we'll just continue to do that. I think that that more or less answers your question like how do we focus and work on trust?
0: It does and it's actually really comforting to hear that you have coaches to hear that you have challenged because I think the outside perspective even though you know you're very candid, you know with the things that you share, I feel like you are very open and of course and vulnerable and candid about that. It's still like you can look at people like you and think they've got it fucking figured out. And here I am at whatever age, you know, and you're going to feel like you're too old. <laughs> and I I mean, I'm almost 50 and I, I still have a long ways to go. And so, you know, it can be daunting a little bit, a little like all of it. Like I'm on the verge of tears right now. All of it is a little triggering for me, Alexa. It's like and I'm not sure why, I don't know if it's, I have, I'm going through a hard time in my relationship right now. And so as I was, you know, reading your things, I, I was brought to tears just today. And I was like, huh, you know, I feel like I've had two marriages uh, that ended in divorce and, you know, I've asked for these things from my partners and didn't, didn't get them. And so, you know, now here I am in another relationship and I think you can just feel a little like everybody's got it figured out and it takes Mm -hmm. conscious effort from both parties. And I think a lot of times people probably look at this and they're, and they're tired, you know, (laughs) they're Mm -hmm. tired. They're like, I'm the one trying to figure this out. I'm the one, you know, is there a trick to getting both parties on board? <laughs> Maybe that's a
1: long-winded way of saying that. Yeah, and I, I feel you and what you were saying there. I feel you. In it. And really these challenges are across. It doesn't matter the age. Like I, I remember I was in my first sexless relationship at 21, 22, questioning through and through my worth and my value because my body wasn't being utilized. Granted, the outward message that I was receiving was save your body for marriage like as if marriage is going to be all of a sudden you're going to put the ring on and then you're going to know what to do whenever you're naked. (laughs) Like, you know, but then there was like, Oh, well I've already done this thing. So I must be like wrong or dirty or tainted or something like that. And, but now I'm in a relationship and they're not engaging with me at all. And so, um, and
0: that can really, really affect your self-worth. I mean, at at the, at the last few years of my last marriage, my second marriage, um, there was, just it it was effectively sexless sexless and i just felt like is this all i'm worth like here hop yeah. on this and i was just like nothing in me wants to do that like and so it just affects your self worth in a in a really
1: um powerful a negative way, yeah. Big, and when that's not quite right, like the sense of self and the sex and all of that is off, and the way that it trickles and we- weaves this web and attaches to all this other, all these other areas of life too. Like when my, when I feel a certain way about sex or my partner or like connection, then I realize I'm taking it into team meetings. I'm taking it. I'm. It's leaking. It's all over the place. You know what I mean? Like that, that feeling, that offness. And so I think back on, on other points in time in life when I just didn't have the understanding or the awareness. And, and I, I look back and I do my very best to have grace. I'm so grateful that I've landed where I am. Cause like, oh, I wouldn't have this life and be on this path and direction, like without those things, of course, like that's how it works. Um, but really to, to answer your, your question of like getting the other person on board. It's a series of questions. I mean, a series of questions, a series of conversations. It's one conversation after the other conversation after the other conversation. And they all might feel like I'd rather swallow glass. (laughs) Like I'd rather just like put me into the flames, you know, like, because that's, that's really what it feels like at times to have the courage to say, I am not happy or satisfied or I want different and to hold it and stand for it can be so challenging and to think like if you're almost 50 years old the patterns in the 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 times where you have not honored like a boundary or you've repressed something or you really wanted your expression to look like this but instead you made it much smaller so it looked like that because that was easier to digest that you thought for everybody around you it's like all these times that's like stored these habits have been created over almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, we want something different or you want something different. And it's like, Oh, well, let's undo 50 years of patterning. <laughs> like it doesn't just go like, let me enroll him in one conversation because there's both of you have your ways and your sacred mirrors for each other. And I'm sure that you like, you've spoken about that and like been and are familiar with the concept is like, you fit perfectly together to essentially trigger the fuck out of each other. So that one person can see blind spots in the other. And like, sometimes couples do that in a really beautiful way. Um, I'm always in awe of them when they do that in a really beautiful way. Uh, for for Jordan and I, the terms that we use are collapsing and coercing. And um, we get that from our relationship coach too. Um, her name's Annie Lala, who just moved to Austin as well. Um, one of us at any given time is coercing and the other's collapsing. And usually my energy gets so big And I, I won't yell, but my energy, like who I am is like very outward whenever I have sensation or when my nervous system is activated, my energy floods out and his collapses in. He just goes, Oh, she's too big. I've upset her Maybe because he had a mom that was very not present. So it was like, Oh, she might leave. She might go. So let me just be a good little boy. Um, so we get to like, be aware that those are our patterns whenever we get into kind of conflict, or even when I want to bring up a subject or a conversation that might lead to some heated stuff. So like even just having the awareness about those of like the, and grace, like the, the patterns and the habits that you have, they're I've, 50 years in the making. They really
0: know? are. And it, that's been so interesting. You just hit on something that really, uh, I've just been learning about and, you know, I not only was it 50 years in the making, but I had marriage straight into my second marriage. So I essentially hadn't had any other serious relationship for like 25 years. And so I took that time to relearn how to date. I took that time afterward to, which which I did, it took a lot of work, but for me to view it as fun and really like honor myself. And and I I really came around and then the pandemic hit. And so I was like, okay, what if this is it? What if I just have me forever? I better be fucking happy with myself. So I started on my own self-sexual journey and, and did a lot. And I've been really open on this show and other shows about that, which I think I'm going to be on your show sometime, which I would love to talk about. And I really just um, delved into that. Like feeling the sensations in my own body, not looking at porn, not, you know, fantasizing, but really tapping into how I feel and getting in touch with what I like and all those things, right. And really loving myself. And so I did that and it was great. And it really, I just felt better than ever. And I, I lost weight. I looked great. I felt good. And, um, and then I I started to see the people I was dating and they just, I, cause I started dating again as the pandemic kind of lightened up and I, I just naturally became uninterested. And I was like, huh, how about that? And so then I met my partner now, Justin, I met him then into that. And so we jumped in pretty quickly to a relationship and he's divorced. He had really negative patterns with his ex-wife and it just didn't occur to me that, yeah, I had built new things by myself, but I hadn't been in a relationship. And so just in therapy recently, I, I realized that I'm operating from an old pattern system. And I'm like, oh, well, no wonder there's fucking issues because I have unconsciously fallen into these old patterns. And that's mm-hmm. such an interesting thing to explore and I'm just so glad you brought it up because even sexually we can have these old patterns that we're just going to uh
1: just they're comforting they're like an old shoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah an old shoe that the sole is completely ripped out and it's or it's or it's actually an old shoe that's like so big it's doing weird things <laughs> it's rubbing blisters in weird places but like it's familiar. It's familiar. So we put it back on and it's getting
0: out of that. And I think maybe, you know, if somebody's listening to this and like has a partner, you know, you're going to have that old shoe just in your relationship no matter what. And so can you throw it away or when it comes back, put it on for a minute and then be like, wait, I'm in my old shoe. You know, it's like an aware, it's just that awareness. And I like that you'd called it a a process of conversations. Everything's a fucking practice. I don't know why I think I'm going to flip a switch and have, you know, the magic sexual answers. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Or like you just trade the partner out for somebody new. This one might be better. Like all the patterns and the things that led to the previous situation and that relationship, like you're going to continue playing those things out, which you're going to call out similar ish on some level in some ways it's going to just essentially recreate a scenario or you're going to hard pendulum swing in the other direction. And that's not great either. So either way, you're going to have to do the self-work in order to get to what you ultimately want. And then, and in the midst of that, also tell yourself you're worth having what you want, which can be such a mind fuck. Like I'm worth it and I claim it, or I even know that's a challenge too, for some people, they just might be miserable in a sense. They know they don't want this anymore, but they don't know what what are the other options are? And and then the how, which I really appreciate the fact that like, I'll say something and you go, but how do you do that? How did you do that? What did that look like? I'm like, oh yeah, you like examples. Great. I do. Um, I love specifics. I want examples. Yeah. But that's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. You, you get there and then it's like, well, how the fuck do I do that now? I don't, I don't even know. And if, especially if you didn't have it modeled, you know, so you don't know what, and you don't know how, which is why I have a business. (laughs) I'm so glad too. And because too,
0: like, so if if you're in a, you know, relationship with a man, a lot of times they are conditioned by society to have this very narrow view of sexuality. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you stick it in and, and, you know, and then you come and it's over, you know? So, um, it's, it's opening up beyond that. And I'm just glad there's a conversation around it. You hit on something just a second ago that I did want to ask you and you were talking about, um, you know, what do you want? And I know you had a masterclass recently, and that was one of the things that you touched on. So I was going to see if you could share a little bit about that, because I think we don't, I heard a quote the other day, I think I was watching TikTok or something, but they were like, uh, you know, what do you, what do you really want? People don't even, aren't even in touch with what they truly desire. Like money? No, that's not really it, you know, or whatever it is. And so can you get, down into really what it's about. So figuring out what you want in your sex life. Like, is there a trick to that? <laughs> I had to question, I mean, like, what do I really want? You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not
1: sure I'm in touch with it. Yeah, because imagine it's all laid out. Anything is available to you. And it's like at your at your request. It's like, what do you request? I guess I'll just go through with the normal thing again, because like I know it's the old shoe. Get out of the old, old shoe. <laughs> different colored old shoe but it's old nonetheless. Um so I mean people come to us all the time come to me all the time they're like I don't know what I want how do I figure it out and then once I figure it out how do I evoke the authentic courage and confidence in order to ask for it get it participate in it you know all of that. And you kind of have to just... have
0: to see what is even possible because there's like a whole world of possibilities. Every time I go to a sex shop I'm like I need to come here more often there is so much that I don't even realize is going on you know yeah
1: yeah for sure and I know like at towards the beginning of the of the show I I went pretty quickly into like polyamory and consensual non-monogamy and then went right into like DS and kink. And I just want to point out that I don't know, you know, like the range that your listeners, like, I don't know where they could feel in that. That could be really edgy and maybe even a little bit triggering to some people to like hear that. And, and I just invitation to like be with whatever came up and uh, get curious instead of judgmental, whether the judgment is projected onto to me or my story or internalized, whatever your experience is, there's something to learn. And maybe your experience is actually like, ooh, you're, you're like nether region gets a little tingly, like turn on at the, th- at the thought of it. And so that's curious too. Or like, maybe there's just like stoic, nothing, that something to be curious about. Again, um, I think that this, the sexual development and going on a sexual development journey of sorts, like people talk about self-development journeys. Uh, I think that the main thing that you need to have is curiosity and a willingness to participate like a curiosity and a willingness to engage and actually do stuff. You know, it's, we can put a lot of, it's kind of like like talk therapy versus somatics. Like they both have a great, they both play a really beautiful role in someone, you know, healing on their healing journey, so to speak. So, um, so I have some like tools and things that I am so happy to share with all of you. And I, and I just want to mention that, um, a part of, I think, the the sexual development as well as as well as personal development at large is for people to know who they are and be in touch with who they are or who they believe themselves to be deep down. Like to to like say the the words, I could feel it in my soul. Like if you're listening to this and you never really experienced the like, I felt this to my core or or um, or to my soul or use language of like language that really represents that, you know, deep down who you are. Like, yes, you might fail at things or falter at things, or there might be some flexibility in like how you experience the world, but like deep down a knowing. And I think that in, in leaning into sexuality, that can definitely help people to get closer to like knowing deeply who they are. And it's not just whether they like it a little to the left or a little to the right. And that might seem like a kind of out there concept, but sit with it. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever articulated it that way before. Um, And so a tool that you can use very practically is a want, will, won't list, which is one of the most recommended. Every every client that works, whether they work directly with me or they work with somebody on our team, will get given the exercise of a want, will, won't list. It's like, okay, you don't know what you want. Want, will, won't. Okay. Yes. It's like, you want something else? Let's find out what it is. So you sit with yourself with a list of over 300 questions and it's, do you want it? Is it an absolute, you consider it? And let's just say it's context specific. The context in, in the scenario is perfect. It's perfectly created. Do you want this thing? Right? Do you want it? Um, the will category is for if your partner wants it, will you do it? Not necessarily is it like a maybe I could want it or maybe I couldn't, it's a, will you do it? And it's kind of, it's kind of in that, that maybe category, but with a little bit more clarity, will you do it for a partner if your partner really wants it? And then the won't category is I consider it and my body shuts down. Maybe you come up against like you consider it and fight, flight, freeze on something. One of those starts to show up in your system. Maybe there's a dissociate, maybe it, it's this judgment, shame, a hard no, something like that. And if that comes up, at all on any level, then you mark won't. And it's not a, these answers or responses on this checklist are not forever. You could do the, you could do the want, will, won't list the following month and half the won'ts could be in the wants. After you get a sufficient amount of the things that you do want, you might start opening up to other things and maybe you won't. And that's okay too. So going through this list, I have so many people go through the the list and then we crack it open. We have this, you know, bigger conversation about it. They're like, I had never considered it. I never considered if I wanted to be bitten on my butt cheeks, you know, I never considered if I wanted to be flogged on my vulva, which even just saying that is like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I never, I never considered. And when I say flogged, I'm just like lightly padded. We don't, nobody, I don't think ever gets like flogged on their vulva. There's There's somebody out there that does. Probably so. <laughs> I'm like I'm talking about like a light pat. Yeah. That was what was okay. happening in my head. You know, um, I've never considered being scratched down my back or tickled on my something. You know, and and that's all on the list. And the list goes from pretty PG, kissed. Like, do you want to be kissed in all these different body part areas? Licked, bitten, scratched, and then it just gets hotter and hotter. Or the heat gets cranked up, I should say, as the list goes on. And then eventually you start getting some DS dynamics or you go into like toys inserted. And then there's a section of what kind of toy. And then inserted where. And then lube. And then it just continues. Yes, I want to be tied up. I want to be watched. I want to watch others. I want to have multiple partners. I want to, and then it just keeps going and eventually it gets into some kind of like more on the fringe stuff, like water sports and bloodletting and like all kinds of like pet play and all of that. So it goes, it goes. But for so many people, I mean, I, I talked to the match and they're like, I had to Google like 75% of this stuff. I'm like, great. Do you know how empowered you feel now that you actually know what's there? So you sit with yourself and you ask yourself. So that's a very practical tool that we give every person that works with us. Um, and it's free download. So if you find me on Instagram, it's right there on my link tree. Oh, I
0: will put a link up in the show notes for that too. I want to do it. I want to do it. I've done some things like that. And it is really helpful with getting in touch with yourself. But I love that you said this could change next week. It could change next month because... um I'm just always stressing how every, like I just said a little while ago, everything is a practice. Like we have to just allow ourselves to view it as a practice because I mean, if you just stop doing this one day for some reason, then I mean, yeah, you'd get out of practice, you know? So, um, I don't know, maybe it's just comforting to me to view things
1: as a practice because it takes some of the pressure off, you know? Yeah. Knowing that there isn't just like healing, like that, that, that phrase of like healing isn't linear mm-hmm. and like, there isn't essentially like mastery is really difficult to achieve in almost anything, you know? Like,
0: it is really is. And really once real? you become a master, aren't you just a student again? You're like, now I'm just learning. So that's yeah, or you become a teacher of
1: the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I take, I take Rest or solace in in that idea as well, and and I do believe all of this is a practice for sure. Self pleasure as a practice, as a a sacred ritual, and and even in in my relationship, whenever we go into certain sexual situations, sometimes to get to like the sacred, deep, beautiful, tantric, like otherworldly kind of sex, we have to have crunchy as fuck maintenance sex the day before. Where it's like, we haven't connected in like four or five days and we're both feeling it and we're both irritable and um, feeling like too much or not enough because those usually show up together. Um, And then it's like, you know what? I don't even know, like you're my person and I know every, I know all the ins and outs about you I don't even know where to touch you right now. You know, like we go through that that crunchy stuff and, and it's like, okay, well, how about we just like do the maintenance sex? Like this is not gonna blow either of our minds. We will probably orgasm, but it won't be like, it's certainly not going to be like the best orgasm we've ever experienced. It's probably going to be like pretty surface level. And then on the other side of it, we can have a deeper conversation about what we really want. And Mm so Jordan and I often, when we've got like a big thing that we're about to go do, it's like, let's go like quickly have sex because we know that we'll be more connected as soon as we do. Um, And Yeah. And I, and I was about to say like, it maybe sometimes it doesn't actually include the sex, but I'll be real. We, we do. And it might be like a five to seven minute kind of thing, which is not necessarily ideal for body parts. You can have sex in five to seven minutes, but really beautiful, elongated, deep practice, like kind of sex is going to be on the short end, 30 ish minutes. That's how long it takes for, for both body parts. Just because a dick is hard doesn't mean it's fully ready for that kind of sex. Um, and so for both, for all of the body parts to fully engorge with blood on average, it's going to take roughly 20 minutes. So, um, and for some people it's, I think the actual window is 18 to 40. Wow. Or for a clitoris, a clitoris is really large and you mm-hmm. know, the, the anatomy and the structure of it, which is, you know, it's, I would say just about as large, like in, in surface area as some penises. So, and it is made of the same tissue. Mm-hmm. So like for us, like we might do like a quick, a quickie maintenance. Some people say fast food. Lots of people have different language for it. Um, And sometimes that is a requirement in order for us to get to a place where we can have deeper conversation where we're actually feeling with each other. I've just synced with you. I've just shared my body with you. You're my person. Now we have a conversation or like that's required in order for us to have the ritual or the tantric, whatever that's scheduled later in the week. Like we've got to do like, we got to just like do the crank one out. kind of thing first. So, well, so you mentioned, um, you know, the,
0: the ritual of a self practice, a pleasure practice. So what does that look like for you? And like, is it a daily regular thing for you? When do you do that?
1: And what's it like? So I'm getting, that's, that's an unfolding thing for me. I mean, we use, we use that. We talk about that a lot with, um, with clients and, and if there's something showing up in sex with a partner, then it's best, in my opinion, to go ahead and explore that on a, in a solo container. Like, What is really here for me? Because I what I've experienced is that people sometimes are more comfortable if I give them an exercise or an activity that they do with the partner over me saying, okay, do this thing by yourself. And then I just, I watch them contract. You know, like, oh, I do this by myself do this by myself. It's it's it you was know, when myself. I was doing that by myself,
0: it was a push. It was such a push for me. Like I even forced myself to do a few things like, um, you know, like dress up in something, you know, and like get in front of the mirror and stuff. And I mean, it's weird, right? Like it feels yeah. weird. You know, it's hard not to label it. So, yeah, I'm encouraging. Sure. I'm here to encourage people to just go for it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's strange for mm-hmm. so so many people. And and I think it's because it's a little bit easier for them to think about being with a partner because they just then they want to please the partner. It's not about them. And if I oh. give them the exercise, then they have something that they can do and they can focus heady logically on the, th- the task at hand. And I think in those scenarios, they more often than not are just performing. It's a very performative gesture. It's not, you know, they might be making the sound or making the movement or doing the angle. That's what they think the other person wants to experience that the other person is going to think is hot. When in reality, the hottest scenario is both people fully embodied in their bodies, allowing the sensation to act out and express however it's, you know, naturally and and authentically wanting to express, but that is very challenging. So if people are like, I want to have deeper, connected, intimate, whatever, I go, cool. Tell me about your relationship with yourself oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. What does it mean? (laughs) Do you touch yourself and how? And they're like, oh no, I would rather do that with my person. Okay. So we can't talk about what you want to do with your person until we talk about how, you know, this idea that you have about like, oh, I'd rather do that there. How about, what does it mean for you to give yourself this type of pleasure? And this idea that like, I want my person to figure out how to push my buttons properly. If you don't know how to push your buttons effectively as well. What language are you using? You know, like if you explore your body yourself, you have more language. So back to bringing back to me, um, my self-pleasure practice, I usually, I probably do it at this point, maybe two times a month, maybe three times. And that's, I have my own stuff that I, I come, I, I, I have from growing up. I, and I grew up in. I think I found, so masturbation, we use more often than not, um self-pleasure because masturbate and you know, like language holds energy and has meaning and cast spells even, you know, language and words. And so the word masturbate literally means to waste time defiling. So we Often we'll just shift it over to self pleasure, um, which sounds a little bit lighter, a little bit fluffier. I I told my um, daughter that the
0: other the other day. I was like, it came up for some reason, and I told both my daughters that they're twelve and sixteen, and I was like, hey, we we don't say that anymore. (laughs) She was like, we don't, and I go, no, no, we say, uh, you know, self pleasure or pleasure practice or whatever. And she was like, I told her why, and she was like, oh, and I think like people should tell their kids that. She was like, oh, um, she was fully on. Kids these days are so fully on board with changing the language around things. It's beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. So for sure, I like this. we we also another language upgrade for us. We don't say lost virginity; we say sexual debut. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's cute because so, lost, like, yeah, you're right. Like it was something that you had to give to someone, and they could take it from you. And then, what does it mean after? And purity is gone, and all that. Anyway, like it's theirs now, debut. or something. They
0: took it, you know. Like, it's yeah. Gone. yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to you, back to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was maybe four or five whenever I discovered masturbation or self-pleasure and in in the bathtub, I didn't know what it was. I just knew it felt good. You know, it was about the age that I could turn my water on and off in the bathtub and my mom would leave me alone. (laughs) So I think like little me would get into the tub and like turn the water on and then I'd scoot to the top so I could turn the water off, but the water was running right there. And my, a tiny version of me could have, you know, my body very close to the running water. And I think that's how I figured it out. And then I would just lay there under the water. And every time I always wanted to take baths and I would be in there for a really long time. And, and it's funny because I can talk with my mom about it now. I'm like, did you know what I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> did she? I don't, I think she had an idea. She might not say <laughs> yes or no. She'd be like, well, I wondered you were in there for a long time. Um, so that was, that was how I figured it out. It was, wasn't until I went, I started Catholic school when I was, I went into fourth grade. And that was when I realized that what I was doing was masturbation and that that was a sin and it was wrong and it was dirty and I wasn't supposed to do it. But for, from four or five years old, all the way until, you know, I was maybe eight or nine when that started, when the language around it started shifting, I had like reverse guilt. I just thought, Oh my gosh, from as long as I can remember, I've been doing this bad thing. And so, uh, I stopped, I tried not to, but my body, like I wanted to, because <laughs> this tried. is it, feels good. And at that time, I'm like nine, 10, I'm like trying not to, or like 14. I'm like trying not to, um, because God's watching. Right. Like this is this was what I was figuring out. And it was really, really uncomfortable, I remember at this time. But even at that time, I wasn't associating it with anything sexual. It just felt good, you know. So fast forward, um, I continued to do it every so often. And I would even like go to the Bible and try to find where it said specifically, girls couldn't do it. Ugh. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember doing that, like trying to find my way out. Um, and so what I would do, which I think a lot of women who are who growing up with wanting to keep this a secret, it was, you know, if I wanted to do this thing that I was told was bad, that I needed to do it in private very quickly and silently with silently as far as sound and silently as far as energy, I needed to do it fast because as soon as I could bear down, get it out, move on, then I could get on the other side and I wasn't caught. And I think a lot of young boys learn this as well. And so then we wind up becoming adults and it's like, oh, he's got a challenge of coming too quickly or not being able to keep it, um, not able to keep an erection or, and she's not able to access orgasm either with a partner or isn't able to like experience more pleasure, you know, or, or has like a, they put a halt, a stop on it and they're not, they're not breathing. People aren't breathing through the pleasure. Um, and so some people wind up coming very quickly, um, men and women, all types of people, And so it presents these interesting challenges later, but you form these synapses in your brain of like, this is how this is supposed to work. And then you throw in porn as we get a little bit older and then that all changes. So, um, or that like adds a whole new flavor and dynamic into that. So bringing it back to me, I, I am still challenged by that. I want to be home alone and we both work from home. And so like, I like the space of alone and, and I like to take my time and I like to really feel in it. And, and when I'm feeling crunchy with my work and I'm feeling crunchy with Jordan, then I'm less likely to do it for myself. And it's probably the thing that I need the very most.
0: Yes. I mean, so. I was just experiencing that when I was going through everything with Justin. And like I was like, okay, I need self-care. And I forced, I forced myself. I've had to force myself. But it's a positive thing. But I'm, I'm with you. And gosh, the way you just broke that down is so astute and so hits like wow with our upbringing and with how we're conditioned how do we break that in society how do we overcome that for like generations to come
1: i don't know I don't, it's just these a, conversations these conversations yes speaking about it is first okay if this is we have this acknowledgement of where we were and like oh aha That means I can change this if I desire it to be different. Then you go and communicate, you know, like whenever I want, I want to have a business coach to help me get places like they have a business that I aspire to have. And so I'm going to go ahead and have a communicate, like have communication, invest so that I can learn how to do these things in, in my own way, in my own business. Well, not that you have to necessarily invest, but you find people who have, they seemingly have achieved a thing that you desire. Communicate with them. How did you do it? How did you shift from this to this? And, you know, and, and really giving yourself permission first to be curious and maybe having a conversation with someone is really frightening. You know, even just bringing it up is frightening, but listening to this podcast is a little easier. Reading a book is a little easier. And then eventually hearing enough stories of you're not alone can inspire to bring it up to a friend maybe a close family member, depending on your relationship with your family. And, and then eventually go, goes into investing or showing up at a workshop and, you know, and just putting yourself in places where people are valuing the thing that you're deciding to value, which is your sex and your connection to your sexual self. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. I have a
0: sort of a thought to, I think that maybe when we get really honest about our sexuality and really in touch with it and really honest with someone else, a partner, you know, or in a, in a setting of like a workshop or whatever that we're just more honest in life. Like going back to when you said, you know, something's off and it spills over into like your, your meetings or whatever else. Like, yeah. I mean like, I think about how many like murderers there are, you know, that have some sexual behavior that they consider deviant. And if they could find, (laughs) I don't know why I just went there, but if they could find ways to express that in a healthy way or whatever it is that someone is feeling shame about or something like that, if we can just let it out, I I suspect that because I know it's helped me just to talk frankly openly like on this show or in social media or whatever i bet it has you too just talking about that makes me more on a more honest person makes me more able to live in the light not that i don't love my shadow or appreciate the darkness but it makes
1: me more able to just let it out you know oh one thousand percent and i'm right there with you and i also have the same kind of relationship i enjoy living in the light and i yeah i I make love to my shadow all the time uh (laughs) or with with her Uh, (laughs) so there's a phrase kind of paraphrase a quote. And I believe this is a Dan Savage quote where I love him. He says, he says uh, something to the effect of, if you can ask your partner to pee on you before sex, what can you ask your boss for? <laughs> that sounds like him. Yes. I love it. Right. Yeah. Right? And it's like, Oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can ask for anything mm-hmm. and feel okay about it. And so, um, it's just easy because of all that conditioning to see how we're affected and how we're all holding ourselves back in some way. I can't believe I'm saying that because I feel like it triggers me just like everybody else. So if you're listening to this, know that you're not, you're definitely not alone because
1: it does me too. Oh my gosh. It's my work and it's getting, and I can't get away from it. (laughs) It's one giant, I've created a dome of mirrors. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does you that know? mean exactly? Like means everything it's reflected. reflected. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All my stuff is like, it's consistently reflected back to me. I mean, this was the thing that I had the most challenges with growing up. I mean, I, I, my entrance, I actually just got a notification that was like, yay, Alexa gets a Facebook from one of my friends. It was 15 years ago. So I've had my Facebook account for 15 years. But the day that I went on and logged in for the first time was because someone said to me in high school, And this was right around the time Facebook was accessible to high school students or to anyone rather. It wasn't just college, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, did you see what so-and-so said about you on Facebook? (gasps) And I logged in for the first time to Facebook, like got an account so I could read that this person wrote, Alexa Martinez is a slut (gasps) and I hate her. So that's my introduction to social media. When I was around that same time, I had on the side of my house in Mustard, is that I had the side of my house faced the road and the way that the driveways and things were, they were on the side of the house versus the front. And then you like walked around the corner and like could go into into the house. So the side of the house faced the road and it had Alexa as a slut written huge, taking up the whole side of the house. And it was written in mustard on, it was like a dark gray paint to the side of the house. So when we pressure washed it off, it It stripped the paint. Oh my God. And so it still said Alexa, the slot until we repainted the side of my house. So I am, I do this work because this work has been doing me. It was gifted to me like right away, this is going to be. And of course, when I was going through it, I could have never guessed. I just thought, Oh, people can be cruel. And this is just what happens in school or whatever. But then I, I, yeah, everybody's got their story, but I look back on mine. mind. I'm like, well, okay. God universe creator. <laughs> I see what you've, I, I can look back and go, thank you for creating this. And you know, this environment for me because it forged me in a fire that like, now I get to help people in this way. And so, yeah, I, I come with, with my own stuff. And like, then those things get, reflected back to me constantly. This is my, my deepest work for sure. Wow. Thank you for sharing
0: that. That's, Mm. um, heartbreaking, but also, you know, shows you your path. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's part of acceptance. Yeah. So what's being reflected back to you to like today, what are you working on right now? Mm. It's coming up
1: in my own sex life. Yeah. So since we got married, the the little voice in my head has new material. Uh, and at first, it was like little tiny this and little tiny that, and then I and then I got the full like, "Are you not as hot now that you're a wife?" <laughs> Came up, and I was like, "Stop it! You're not allowed to take root in my psyche. Like, not we're not doing that." Um, like, how did I all of a sudden start going, "Are you as hot?" as a wife, and then looking at Jordan and he's got that ring on his finger and I'm like, fuck, he's hotter. I don't, what happened just now? (laughs) So um, playing with my role in sex as a wife, um, I'm, I'm turned on by the idea of my husband taking what's his. And like, just that idea, like, of course he's not taking something from me that I don't enthusiastically desire to give, right? But just I'm playing with this, what's my role in all of this and the sexy seductress as a wife, as we get ready to have children, maybe in in 2022, that's the plan. So I'm coming to terms with like, I want to be it all. I want to be a sexy hot housewife, even though it's because (laughs) I work from home. That's the reason why I'm in the house, (laughs) you know? And like I, the company that we both work for is, is mine. It's ours now, but like I started it. So, um, you know, I definitely feel all those feels of like I'm the, the, the boss, so to speak. I run the show in a lot of ways. Um, and so just like, how do I get to have it all and be it all, which comes with the challenge of surrender more than anything. So I am on a perpetual journey of how do I surrender into now? How do I surrender into pleasure? How do I look at my partner who is consistently showing up in growth with a growth mindset of what's here for me and us? which I so respect. Um, It didn't come easily, but he was committed on a logical front first and then realized just how difficult that was going to be to like show up for it throughout our relationship. But um, wow, yeah, to like look at him and just go, I'm going to give it to you, even though I want to bear down on it, uh, which is like power, which is uh, the power of like just the feeling of power on a biological front spiking testosterone in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and not not necessarily in a good way. Like that's like what fuels me in my work. So my my work work is like, I want to be this graceful, soon to be mom at one stage, you know, mm-hmm. in the next couple of years, I want to be a boss. I want to be a wife. I want to be all these things. So really like bringing into my sex is like it, being able to embody all of those things, which is like role-playing. It sort of is. Sense. Yeah. But it's also this just
0: allowing the whole of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I've just noticed that over the years, I've just seen so many women stifle parts of themselves and, you know, you're so already in touch with your sexual side that I think that that's going to really bring a wonderful wholeness to all of it, because that's kind of the first to go. A lot of times, you know, with women, like we become, we better take on the mom role and she's not fucking strapped to an X bar. I mean, let's, you know, and so you have to you have to just readjust your um perception in general, I think, of what a woman is or what a human yeah. is or whatever. You know, thousand we, percent. and especially yeah.
1: if you don't know, like I only saw one thing. Right. Like I saw the one mom. How do I know how to do the other things if I never saw it modeled for me?
0: That's, Figured out. You you do. You have to just keep learning and keep being curious. Like you said, yeah. I saw something the other day that was like, "How you know?" And it was like uh, honesty, openness, and willingness to learn. Just like you were saying, it's about that curiosity and willingness. And and I was like, that's a, just a good little mnemonic device. Like just when we don't know how, just like get honest and stay
1: curious. I love that so much. I'm gonna write that down and use write it that. down. Um, it's, honesty, it was on my TikTok. I'll share it with you. I'll send yeah, it to you. Honesty, openness, and willingness, and willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. to learn. I love that. HM um, doing. Amy, I would love if it's okay to ask you a question. Yes, please. The same question that you, that you asked um, me now, okay. you know, like what, 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 when I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but it was something to the effect of like, what am I working on now? And I'm curious what has been coming up for you? Like what in more specifics, because I think you kind of alluded to it, but I'm I'm curious, like what's really top of mind when it comes to like sex and intimacy in that way for you you know as you approach like i think you said 50
0: yes as i approach 50 you know um it's been interesting to me to notice the conversations around sex that i said are coming up you know between people like you or I had Jade Bryce on the show, and she always is having conversations about sex just to see so many of them everywhere. I follow Layla Martin, you know, um, a lot of women that are just very actualized and talking about it and noticing the way that it triggers me and the way that I want to resist and push it away. And I'm like, why? I consider myself a pretty open person and I like sex. And so I've had to just, force myself to explore why I experience that resistance. What am I resisting? And I'm still not sure. Alexa, you know, I have this conversation and I like I said, you know, find um it, it just makes me feel better to know that it's a practice, that we don't have all the answers. I don't own anything. I mean, you know, I'm just figuring it out like everybody else and everything. And so I think I have to figure out that resistance a little bit and I think my nature is to want to check a box to learn it and have it done. (laughs) I like a list and I like things like that. so I think that there's a little bit of that. Like I want to check the box and feel like I'm doing it right. You know, and I recently, um, one of my friends is doing Layla Martin's Vita training and she had recommended some books and I started listening to one and I just turned it off. And I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. Like I've been having orgasms all my life wrong. And she was like, she wrote me back and said, you probably have. And I was like, oh my God, I'm almost 50. I give up, you know? And so there was just this intense resistance. Like when you think you've been just doing it wrong, you know, and like, and then I I just have to sort of face like, all right, what else is there? Are you going to be honest, open and willing to learn? Come on. Come on. And so it's those intense resistances when we have them that we have to pay attention to. But sometimes they're so intense that you're like, oh, fuck this. No. (laughs) So so we're having this conversation right now. And so, you know, we both know Sky King, who's actually been a guest on the show too. And Sky was like, you need to be talking about sex like once a month on your show. And I was like, Okay. You're probably right. You know? So, okay. I will. Fine. I will. Because I need (laughs) it myself. You know, I'm like, I'm having this conversation for, for me just as much as the listeners. Like I, um, I, I have to keep pushing myself into the uncomfort zone out of the old shoes and into, you know, I'm not saying uncomfortable shoes, but into a new shoe. Something that, that
1: you got to break in.
0: Ones that you have to, br- ex- well said, yes. Ones that you have to break in. So um, in a very general sense, that's really what I'm working on. In more specific terms, it's navigating, um, having a partner who is battling addiction and in treatment and coming back to myself, forcing myself to have those pleasure practices and getting back into that whole which you know you said earlier okay i want to ask you what you like in sex but if you don't know what you like yourself then you can't really figure out you know what you like together and i thought that was so well said cuz that's just practically a metaphor for everything in life like if you don't really know yourself you're not able to bring it into that love relationship or bring it into or bring yourself wholly and fully into a business and know what you want so you know, no matter what, it's, it's a, it all, it's that paradox of doing the work on yourself in order to have what you want. So that's where I'm finding myself at this present moment.
1: Yeah. And that's big. And I imagine that there's so many people who listen to your show that are like, yes. That's also me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope
0: so. I just, that's yeah. why I bear it all because I want people to know that they are not alone. And I think you do a really beautiful job of that. And just this conversation really showed me that too, that you're willing to say, I'm learning too. Look what I'm learning right now. And we're all on a journey. Yes.
1: Yes that's and i that's something that i think that for for our you know our whole little company that we have that that's like one of the foundational fundamental pieces that anyone we work with, you're teaching by your experience. It's not like a, I know all the knowledge. So let me just X, Y, Z, do this form, do this framework, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like real people bringing their real stories in, into the mix. And, uh, I appreciate that. Cause I always, I want to do my very best to speak from personal experience as much as I possibly can. Um, and then also have conversations with people that are touching things that I have yet. So, you know, as an example, something that you have experienced that I have not experienced because you have children, right? Two. Yes. My two, two daughters. Yeah. So you've had sex after pregnancy. Yes, I, I have, have not.
0: Yes, I have. I know it's a whole nother game, Right. And yeah, like, so- I mean... Even like I was looking at Christine and uh, Stephanos, you know, and like their relationship is so good. And so I've learned so much from them just being participating in their workshops, but they're about to have a baby. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I kind of laughed. I was like, well, they're going to have a whole, whole new bunch of stuff to learn.
1: <laughs> you know, and I feel the same. I feel the same, you know, and I, I helped, I've helped so many people and I'm sure like people that we know and that we both know in our community, like uh, develop, develop, Intimacy and deepening intimacy before baby, and now also post baby with the tools and the stuff that I have. But I can't speak from personal experience to the woman that like I've birthed vaginally and this is what happens to your body. Like I can't, I can't do that yet. So I'm in, I'm, I'm like a fish out of water in certain aspects of sex that like you've already experienced. Like the human body is amazing. I know that much.
0: The human body is truly amazing. Like my last birth, I like I had a nine and a half pound baby vaginally. And I didn't even tear. My doctor was like a magician. There was no tearing and everything goes back. It's truly amazing. I I mean, like I I have no idea how we got
1: this design down there, but it's amazing. So yes. Well, I point all of this out because there's that idea that like someone has something figured out, but they have, you know, you have something that they haven't figured out either. And so this is like trading codes. You just like swap info, (laughs) you know, like I got you, you got me, we're all going to help each other. You know what I mean? And of course we have a, a, a company that you can come learn from us in a formal capacity, but just like in, in life in general, and like PSA, like if you have some knowledge and some information that could just really help some people that you figured out that is comfortable for you, like swap it, share it. I mean, especially in the realms of of sex and body and womanhood and all of that. You know, if that if that's who you are, that that is listening. But then also for the men too. And of the folks in between that consider themselves that are non-binary. Like you find your people and you find people who are maybe a little bit before you or a little bit after you. You find mentors, you find peers, you find elements where you can be the teacher. And you just start sharing the stuff. And then I think eventually you start to come home to like, What's your actual truth in the midst of it, and what are your opinions that are flexible in the midst of it? And it was like, oh, I, can f- I feel I feel better now, and this, and so, and I think I think like your your willingness to learn and the honesty and the openness. I, and now I went backwards. It's okay. <laughs> with who house, you spelled who? <laughs> I spelled who. You know, it, it's uh that's something so special. And when you come up to the resistance, I think sometimes the fear is like who I am on the other side of this. I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know her. And it's like the shoe.
0: Right? It the is. Shoe's kept,
1: it's keeping me safe, even though it's rubbing blisters. So it's like on the other side of the resistance and falling in and like really surrendering into that resistance and, and diving into the abyss of the unknown of like, who will I be on the other side of this? And then there's another level of there's no turning back and the rip and repair and all of that jazz it's kind of scary. I think some people are afraid of their power as well of like, how powerful will I be? If I'm already like this without that, add that to the mix. Can I even handle myself? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's bananas. And I have like so much respect for the work that you're doing on yourself and the conversations that you're bringing to the people in the world. Yeah. It's big. It feels right.
0: It feels good. It feels right. So I just keep going forward. (laughs) Keep on taking the next step and keep on showing up. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep pushing myself out of my comfort zone because girl same yeah you are you are well is there before we go today this has been so beautiful by the way i've just enjoyed it so much i i just love you and i was just wondering if there's anything on
1: your heart or that you would like to share or reiterate even before we go thank you for asking and i've so thoroughly enjoyed this as well and love to you too and i can't wait till we squeeze me in too that we both me know too. that we're in austin <laughs> so matter of time Mm -hmm. um, something that I really, a message that I like to leave people with, and it can feel a little bit like tough love or a little bit on the harsher side. But at the same time, I think that I delivered in a way that I think people can feel my uh, empathy and my compassion and, and all of that. And so I just want to say that if you, even in this moment, as you're listening to this, you want to close your eyes and put a hand on your heart, both hands on your heart, hand on your lower part of your body. doesn't matter if you're, what type of person that you are. So just like a heart on the womb space or the heart on the sacral chakra, your heart and just ask yourself in this conversation, when it comes to sex, when it comes to sexuality, sexual developments, what's here for me? Ask yourself what's here for me. And then whatever comes up, the tough love part is now take responsibility for it. So if you are desiring more in some capacity, more connection, more intimacy, more orgasms, more diversity, more sex at all, just to want sex at all. Whatever it is that you want, take a moment to scratch the surface of the want. What's here for me? And then you get to go into action. And the action could be baby steps. Take them. Even if they're baby steps and they feel like they might not get you anywhere, they're going, they're necessary on the path. So, the first step that you take and the 150th and the thousandth step, they're the same size step, but they're all required on the journey. So, if it's listen to more podcasts on the subject, if it's read the book on the subject, if it's and it's go up to the comfort zone and then maybe back off and then go back up to the comfort zone, then back off and then go right past just like up to the edge and then stay there for a minute and continue to show up for what you ultimately want and what you ultimately desire. And so that's my my big message is take responsibility for the life, the sex, the love, the intimacy that you want because you deserve it. You deserve it and it is available to you. No matter what your upbringing was or the patterns that you have or whatever it is you deserve it and it is your birthright. And the only thing that is in the way of you receiving all of it and experiencing all of it is you. So take a step. That's my that's my piece. That's so good. That was so what a good ending.
0: Wow. And yes, you did approach it all with compassion and empathy and all those good things. And I think it shined through. I know it did. And what a good ending. Ah yes we are responsible for it and we are capable of it. So what a message. Alexa, so beautiful. Thank you so much. I want to encourage everyone to find you, connect with you, hire you, attend your classes, whatever they (laughs) need to do, or just listen to your podcast, of course, because you do have a podcast as well. And Mm -hmm. so they can find you at thatsexchick.com or thatsexchick basically wherever, right? Like on any
1: platform. Yes.
0: I like that branding. What
1: what inspired (laughs) that? Where'd where'd you get that? I mean, I always... I've been in a sex coach and a sexual sexual health educator and in relationships and all. I've been doing this work for about five years. And so um, I just picked up on the fact that people would introduce me as this. So like, do you know, Alexa, she's, you know, she's that sex chick. She's on Instagram. <laughs> she's that sex chick on Instagram or like you can, you know, they would, I would f- hear that phrase a lot. And so I went through a branding exercise and... Um, with one of my friends who's a branding expert. And she just kept saying, like, we're in this, we were in this part of the workshop where it was like, what are you known as? What do people know you as? And I had all these words that people were using to describe me and none of them fit. Like they were all a little bit too fluffy. And she came to me and she's like, well, really, what do people know you as? Like, what is the thing that you do? I literally am known as that sex chick to so many people. And she was like, that's it. <laughs> it's so, so good. It is. I didn't know it would stick the way that it has stuck, um, but I'm
0: into it and it's organic and sometimes that's just the most beautiful thing when it just happens organically like that so yeah well thank you so much alexa i'm so grateful and i encourage everyone to follow you it'll be in the show notes and of course everywhere else so um yeah i love you thank you so much and all the work you're doing you are doing the world an excellent service and ourselves
1: right back Ashley lady love you too thank you
0: Huge thanks to Alexa Martinez, that sex chick for being here today and that incredible conversation. I loved it. I can't wait to just think on it and process it. And I hope you feel the same way. Join me in just taking a deep breath. I loved her ending, just connecting with ourselves and what's in our soul. And it's just the act of doing the next thing. And that's our affirmation today. I can take one step. I can do the next thing. I can. I can take the next step. I can take one step. Just like she said. Just remind yourself of that. When you feel like you can't, you can take you can take one tiny step. I can take one step. I love that. Um, I am excited to start the year coming up with a solo episode. I feel like I have so much to share as we have finished a whole year here, and that'll be the episode number 52. So I'm so excited about that. And um, I just want to say a huge thank you to you for being here. And this show is growing and I just my heart just feels like exploding when i think about that and so so much gratitude to you if you haven't left a rating or review i ask that you please do as a new year's gift to me i love me some new years and um and it would just be an honor totally so if you can hit five stars or leave a review wherever you listen super grateful. And, um, if you need to reach out to me anytime, remember just reply to the newsletter, which is, you can sign up for at amyedwards.com or, um, you could just email me amy at amyedwards.com or try me, try me on Facebook, but uh, Facebook or, um, Instagram messenger, but it's really easier via email as far as the show goes. So I'm going to see it and be able to like share it on the show, especially if you have a question. I'd love to know your questions. Um, Of course, yes, as I mentioned, sign up for the newsletter. If you like the show, share it with a friend too, because word of mouth is where it's at with the show. So um, I'm just, uh, I'm just so excited to enter a whole new year of this show and see what happens as we continue to grow. Um, new episodes come out every single thursday and i have to say a big thank you to our producer Alyssa duke and everyone here at hot pie media for all their support they're going on a one-year anniversary around here too which is very exciting so i just love you so much remember it's never one and done there is no magic pill you are the magic it's taking that step forward that's where it's at for us to be more present be more open and feel this life. Yeah. Keep showing up. Take that step. Take that step. I love you. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this show, please rate and review. It totally matters. And I encourage you to spread the love too and share this episode with a friend if you feel called.